When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How many great dicks are there in this world? That's what I want to know. Not enough. <laughs> There's, yeah, about six, six and we dicks. need to, we need to uh, divide them no, evenly. There are a lot of good dicks, but they're all in the country of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fetishizing. Yeah, fetishizing Brazilians. Problematic. Um, yeah, Brazilian dick. Yeah. I used to know how to say I love to suck dick in Brazilian Portuguese. It's similar to, it sounds like I like to eat bread because pau and pau. Mm. are both bread and dick. Interesting. But it just depends on how My you say it. My two favorite foods. It's kind of like Harry Potter and diet when he says diagonally instead yeah. of diagonally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you have to be really careful yeah, when really you're ordering yeah. a, a bread bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, or really careful when you're trying to hit on someone at a club in Brazil. And they're like, you want bread? What? You want to suck my bread. <laughs> <laughs> I did a tweet last night that I once sucked eight dicks in one night, and that too was in Brazil at a strip club. Talk about never-ending breadsticks. It was go, 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 gorgeous. <laughs> Nika, we've had enough. The people have had enough of you saying go, 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 gorgeous. It's your fault. I don't even remember saying that. Because I think that we were on Molly. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. We were on, we were on a drug when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> we were okay well if we were on a drug we were on uh, multiple, multiple drugs, drugs. <laughs> so we can't just credit molly it could have easily been yeah, acids acid. doing um go big or go home or ketamine, ketamine. <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> if you're listening uh mom keeps telling me how much she loves the pod which i think hi mom i think it's so <laughs> funny because all i do is talk about drugs and my vagina and sucking dick in brazil well, she knows that I told her and then it became a family fight when she told my dad when she was mad at me. <laughs> Alisa is currently taking selfies. Alisa's taking selfies with the like camera sound on. Is it okay? Yeah, we can hear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Raise your own kids. I never said I was a role model. My mom recently said that we need to get Alisa mic'd because she's the Robin. Of no, the she Howard is Stern the Robin. Show. I don't know what that means, but. Okay, you need to listen to like one Howard Stern interview and you'll immediately. Did you know that Robin is Robin from Howard Stern has um, the highest narcissistic rating on the rating scale that Dr. Drew like it gives to all these celebrities oh, wow. to see like whether they're a narcissist well, what's or Dr. not. Drew's? <laughs> Probably like 100 out charts. of 100. But there's something it's like it's out of like. I don't know, 40 questions. And most people, the average, the average for non-celebrities is around 15 out of 40. The average for celebrities is like 17 to 18 out of 40. And Robin is like 35 out of 40 or something. And it's one of my favorite facts in the world, because if you listen to the Howard Stern show, you can like hear it. She needs to interject constantly. Okay. And she, yeah. And she, she like, I mean, but I, I like Robin is the thing, but it is fun. Like when you, when you know that, and then you listen to any Howard Stern interview, um, 
you, like the main thing she does is she really needs to laugh mm. on mic. She needs to, she needs you to hear that she really liked something oh, okay. and she's like not a co-host. That's she's really just funny. like a person that's in the room, but yeah, she's, I'm not talking about you, Elisa. I'm just saying Robin is famously a producer that is mic'd because she's inter- she interjects. And Elisa, I'm sorry, was that an interjection? <laughs> I'm sorry, Robin. I would not be surprised. The reason this the reason this podcast works is that all of us are 35 out of 40 on the narcissistic scale, I think. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to be a narcissist as long as you're benevolent. If you're not exploiting other people, who cares? Yeah, go write a book about that. Sounds like a Henry David Thoreau book. I mean, am I wrong? It sounds like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Like, who cares if you... I mean, like, one of the things about that they measure narcissism by is exhibitionism, which automatically makes any sex worker a oh, narcissist. Yeah. It's just like, that's such an... To me, that's a very, like, puritanical lens to view... I agree. You're like selfishness through, you know, it's like, do you like when other people see your body? What is that? That doesn't that doesn't indicate anything about someone's character, in my opinion. No, I agree with you. Um, And yeah, I do. To answer your question, Dr. Drew, I do like when people see my body. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to my OnlyFans. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you want to do some mistakes, keepsakes and hot takes? Mistakes, keepsakes and hot takes. Yeah, um, let's see. I'll start with a keepsake first because that's just more fun. Hmm. Um, my keepsake is that I'm reading a great book currently. Ooh, um, what book? Joan Didion, The Year of Magical Thinking, mm. about the death of her husband. Famously a great book. Famously a great book. I watched her documentary, as I have discussed in former episodes. <laughs> um, so that's a keepsake because I love having a new book to read. Yeah, definitely. Um, my mistake... I've just spent way too much time on Twitter. Yeah. Um, this past week. For sure. So I need to not do that anymore. Um what's my hot take? My hot take is that I'm like officially over this pandemic and I just need <laughs> us to all be vaccinated. That's pretty Wow, much. Nika, that is a wild yeah, perspective. I'm, I'm I haven't in heard hot. Um, <laughs> I've not heard that take yet. My my actual hot take about the pandemic is that we someone we need like um uh like a Robin Hood meets Bonnie and Clyde scenario where like vigilantes are just getting these expired vaccines and just vaccinating the people yeah i agree i want to be dosed with the vaccine you know like how people dose people with acid (laughs) (laughs) i want to like like shake someone's like sweaty palm and be like oh what's that and then i'm you know rather than tripping on acid i'm now um immune to the virus (laughs) yeah i am i really need it to happen apparently like this just happened to someone in some town or city in this in the united states where they like walked into their pharmacy and the pharmacist was like, hi, we have all of these vials of this vaccine that we're about to throw out because they're expiring and we're not authorized to vaccinate anyone. Do you and your friend want to get the vaccine? Yeah. And they just got vaccinated. That's that's what they do at bakeries. Yeah. <laughs> if you go in at the end yeah. of the day, they're like, we're going to throw these muffins out. Do you want them? Well, that's what they need to start doing. I mean, it's like, whose dick do I have to suck to get me and 40 of my closest friends vaccinated? <laughs> whose bread do I need to suck to get some vaccinations up in my veins? <sighs> yeah, I'm really over it also, <laughs> randomly. Yeah. It's weird that you and I are over it like on the exact same day. I but... know. Listen, 
No soapbox, but <laughs> <laughs> no soapbox, but uh, yeah, I mean, we certainly were on a soapbox last, last episode, episode and we apologize, but it was a, it was a um, tense day. It was a tense in day. History. We were that is a day in history that like our grandkids are going to ask us about. They're going to be like, what did you do during the coup? <laughs> and we'll be like, well, we recorded. You can actually hear us yeah, that we day. We recorded a we podcast. Recorded a podcast. It's okay to see your friends, um, <laughs> which I still stand by, but I'll never get in a soapbox again. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like. Nobody yelled at us for it or anything, but it was, I think, objectively our most boring conversation yeah, it was boring well because I, everybody feels i also just like lost a lot of some type of way week. yeah but anyway all of them back yeah because you you know this is how you you lose followers by talking about your honest feelings on the pandemic and you gain followers by talking about how much dick you sucked before yes. the pandemic <laughs> and that's the circle of life um yeah. My mistake this week is I redownloaded TikTok. I've been off TikTok Ooh. for like since October, basically. Yeah. And I, I finally redownloaded it. I honestly, I got off of it for a not noble reason. I just had so many videos on my phone for, for OnlyFans that my phone was running out of space. Mm. And so I was like, well, what's the app that I need, like I need to get off of, you know, yeah. that I'm like addicted to. And it was either Twitter or TikTok. Um, and since I'm mostly a, like I watch TikToks, I don't make them. That's what had, that was what, made TikTok the one that got yeah. executed that day. Um, but I have space on my phone now and I was bored. So I redownloaded it and holy shit, what a time suck that app is. I like, there's like this feeling that I think because your feed refreshes in this way that, cause your feed is um, just randomly curated for you, literally for you page. Um, and it's not based on who you follow. Uh -huh. There's this feeling that you're going to miss out on something if you don't keep scrolling mm. because it's not going to be there okay. if you exit. You know so what I like mean? MSG. I, really? But it's it's funny because it literally will be because the for you page wants you to see like every TikTok. That's wow. so like you just got to get over that feeling. And by you, I mean me. But like I'll just I'm like, well, if I exit, I'll never know what that next video is going to be. And I just like keep scrolling. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all these apps yeah. keep us. TikTok is not something I like have really gotten into. I mean, I love when people send me TikToks. I tried to like become a TikToker. Yeah. I just don't. I feel like uh, how someone in their 20s must have felt when MySpace <laughs> came out. Because I remember being no, I know. To, like, TikTok HG, is like, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, rig my MySpace me pages too. with like fun little wallpaper yep. and songs. And then I would make it so the, I would code it so that you couldn't turn the song off hidden, <laughs> yeah my html play. coding was off the freaking charts in middle school and i could never tell you how to do that now no and and, and whatever it TikTok. is that the teenagers are doing on tiktok i don't get but i will say my favorite tiktoks my favorite like creators on tiktok are more like just people who are basically saying what other people might tweet yeah. and they're just saying it mm -hmm. and i'm like well that i can do yeah. <laughs> i do have thoughts that i can just say so i'm, I'm trying to maybe get into tiktok <gasps> you should get into tiktok oh my god maybe i will i i made like two tiktoks this week Become and they're they're like not doing quote unquote well by tiktok standards but i don't have any followers yeah and they're doing well among my like 100 followers slash whoever it's ending up on their for you page for so i'm like it's like it's like when you get your first you know when you first down downloaded twitter and like all of your tweets got like no likes because mm -hmm. you had like five followers and they're your friends and then you got your first tweet 5, that like followers. <laughs> <laughs> then you got your first tweet that like kind of exited your own personal sphere yeah because of like one retweet uh -huh. and it got like enough attention that you're like oh twitter is fun yeah 
that's, I think what's happening for TikTok for me now. So in a weird way, that's kind of maybe my keepsake is that I'm like, I'm on TikTok in a way that's not just as a, a consumer this time. Mm-hmm. I'm like interested in how to really my keepsake is that I am my like, it's kind of late for a new year's resolution, but whatever it's January. So let's just call it my new year's resolution is to like be a little bit more aware of like branding on the internet and not in a gross way where I'm like, not going to like, I'm going to be inauthentic for the sake of getting followers, which that's not even gross. That's just not how I, I'm too much of an oversharer. Don't mean to say that's gross. There's plenty of people who have like a character online and we love it, but I'm, that'll never be me. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, I'm going through old stand up tapes and I'm like captioning little like um, videos from it and like mm-hmm. posting it to Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And I'm like, just trying to be a little bit more like, I'm not just using social media as a way to um, just like, I don't know how to, like, I'm not using it. As just like hang out. to just hang out. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to maybe get my, my, my name out there past the circle of people that already know and like me, you yeah, know, I got that, which is also scary and might be a mistake because the internet is a horrible place. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, do I want more people to oh, yeah, know me? Do. I know, but I don't know. Every time, every time one of my like videos or tweets like exits, like two degrees of separation, the absolute worst people in the world come fucking crawling out. I know. Or mute. I've been muting all my reply guys. Sorry guys. But if you notice that I'm not responding to or liking your replies anymore, it's because you're so annoying. Yeah. I (laughs) muted my reply guys. a long time ago. They just really, uh, for a long time, I my ass. Yeah. For a long time, I like kind of appreciated some of their responses or just the fact that they felt, you know, that they liked me enough to respond but now I'm just like, I've had enough. I've had enough yeah. of you um, saying a different version of my punchline back at me. Yeah, I, I just I get like reply guys who like try to check in on me under my tweets. I put up a tweet last week where I was like, something, something, I'm going to kill myself. Like something <laughs> silly happened. I'm going to kill myself. And um, I think it was about like food. I couldn't find the food I wanted. Um and like two reply guys tweeted and were like, one of them was like, hi, I'm a new follower. And I just like want to make sure that you're actually OK and you're not really suicidal. And then another one was like, Nico, like you really shouldn't tweet things like that. Like this is very serious. And I was like, OK, mute and mute. Like I don't. <laughs> There's a couple of reply guys that like to go straight into my DMs rather than reply and be like, hey, just want to like let you know that it's really not a good idea to tweet something like this. And it's always something that's like fully a joke. Yeah. <clears throat> They're like, you might get your parents in trouble or something about like something that isn't even true about my parents. And I'm like, well, if my parents get in trouble over my Twitter, um, we can all just kind of explain to whoever that may be the fucking attorney general that I'm a comedian. And this was a joke. I had a reply guy tell me like two months ago that I shouldn't tweet so much about formerly being a cokehead because it's going to ruin my chances of ever getting a corporate job and i (laughs) babe i've already ruined those chances i replied and i was like uh first of all have we met (laughs) like even online secondly i'm a college dropout i'm on OnlyFans. like Mm. girl sorry i'm literally just looking at what my hot take is going to be by looking at my twitter because i I know that i posted a hot take this week but yeah no whenever somebody says that something's gonna ruin like my job opportunities in the future i'm like do you have any idea what 
like my whole thing is. Yeah. Everything about me is unemployable <laughs> with, with like a corporate job I unless it's comedy related. This was like also a guy. They um, like it when we are their little monkeys that dance for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can be a corporate comedian still, but that's it. Oh, God. Yeah. This was also a guy from Rhode Island who had apparently like been a fan of mine when I was running for state rep. And I think he like had... He like went on in like the convo to be like, well, if you ran for state rep one day and I'm like, ew, I can't believe there are people in Rhode Island who want me to do that again <laughs> or even think that's going to happen again. Like, Also, no. if, if what you want is to be represented by someone like you, then that's what comes with that. Exactly. I'm like, thank you. But also I'm never running for office. My again. dad recently was like, you should think about running for office. Cause I was like, you know, kind of, I was on a soapbox to him about something yeah. and I, I like successfully changed his mind about something. I'm sure it was nothing like that yeah. revolutionary. Like he's a pretty left person, but I don't know. There's some, something that I changed his mind about. And he was like, that was so compelling. Have you ever thought about running for office? And I was like, dad, my pussy is on the internet. That's not happening. Listen, there were videos of me sucking dick on fat life when I ran for state rep and no one ever leaked them. Yeah. But I feel like state rep is like, that's when that stuff can still exist. It's like anything, whatever the next thing that you would have run for is when that would have come out. Maybe. I think, I yeah. think, I mean, like as soon as you're running as like a congressperson or something, it's over, I think. Yeah. Cause think about people gave AOC all that shit for a video where she's like just dancing, smiling on a roof and yeah, dancing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, the actual, AOC. like the Republicans or whoever is your opponent. Um, usually the Republicans will want to shame you for it, even though everyone else in the world is pretty much like, yeah, we all fucking suck dick on Fet Life. <laughs> it is what it is. If AOC can have a Telfar bag, I can suck dick on the internet. I don't want to hear it. Wait, what's wrong with having a Telfar bag? It was just a joke about how she's like, you know, the queen of the left. Yeah. She has a Telfar bag. Yeah. And she also gets $70 haircuts that everyone's like. It's only 70 bucks. I That's know. Seriously. There, or maybe it was more than that. But like it was an amount that is very normal for New York City. And yeah. it was really funny because like people in the Midwest were like, wow, some socialist you are. And it's like, well, she fucking lives in New York the most City. The socialist and thing about her is that her boyfriend's ugly. <laughs> 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 she's redistributing her hot wealth have you seen him uh, yeah i don't think he's ugly but uh, i know what you mean like she's definitely she's out of his league down. yeah but that's like all fucking women date down unless yeah, AOC, come on i know she's like so, she's stunning to the point where it's like yeah I'm like what are you doing what are you doing yeah but i don't know i mean she also i can't imagine how difficult having a personal life is in that situation so like take what you can get i think because most yeah. people would be like hey um you're kind of spending too much time saving the country <laughs> <laughs> you're spending too much time explaining um electoral politics on instagram live and not enough time sucking my dick on fet life um <laughs> my hot take okay is that um i um, i mean I feel like we're still in the midst of such a chaotic few weeks um, that by the time this episode comes out, because we're recording this a few days in advance, you guys. So if something happens between now and when this episode comes out on Thursday, we can't. I'm sorry that you didn't hear our hot take on this app, but <laughs> tune into our Twitters. I'm sure we had something to say about it. Probably. Um, but I just want to know. I want a movie. Everyone's like, "Ugh, I don't want to I don't want to see the movies that come out about this week. You know, like in four or five years, there's going to be like all these movies about what happened this week. 
And I'm like, sure, I agree that in general, I'm not interested. I do really, really, really want to see a movie from Mike Pence's perspective Mm -hmm. about everything that happened this week. But I don't want it to be like about Mike Pence in like a sympathetic way. So what I said on Twitter is that I really want to see the like uncut gems version of like a Mike Pence biopic yeah. where like you fucking hate him the whole time but you are still seeing like how stressful this whole thing is from his perspective Safety brothers, even though it's literally i'm like safty brothers make a mike pence biopic about like the last four months leading up to this and then Tracy this Oldman week being the the like climax of the movie Me. i think he's going to probably get they were saying hang mike pence well that's why it was really funny when aoc tweeted i'm okay and it was like <laughs> great <laughs> they're literally not looking for you like no but i mean i think if they found her yeah it wouldn't I mean, have been good totally but they were literally not looking for anyone on the left they were just looking for mike pence i know that's so funny to me like to like his entire situation <laughs> Situation right now is so mind-boggling it boggles the mind he also well, i think what <laughs> is so funny is that he like waged a bet with his wife that trump wouldn't even win when he decided to be his vp um i did not know this yeah so it's on this fresh air episode with uh, terry gross and a journalist who's been covering mike pence for like 20 years i listened to it last year and Karen was like, I really don't want you to do this. Like, I don't like Trump. He, like, goes against everything that we stand for. Because they're, like, very, like... They're super religious. They're, like, yeah, very religious. And Trump has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump Um, is, like, the opposite. Even though he he preaches to that base now, he, like... And the night that... he, He doesn't live that life. The night that Trump won, Karen Pence apparently, like, was just glaring at Pence and then got up and, like, stormed out of the room. So I would really love a film from her perspective, especially because she had to be, like... Her and her children and her husband had to be like hidden in the bowels of the Capitol this week. That's so funny. Because of a man she hates. Not to say that she's not a horrible person. She is. Yeah, whatever. I mean, what's so funny is multiple, like there are, there are a few Trump supporters in my life, not um, in my like family or inner circle, but I'm from a conservative town and whatever. I know some Trump supporters. Sue me. One of them, their big thing is that he's like, I get it. I hate Trump too. But to me, like it's all about getting Mike Pence into office. Like that's why we vote for Trump is because we love Mike Pence. And I was like, do you realize that actually is like worse in a lot of ways? (laughs) They're like, you don't understand. Mike Pence is such a good guy. And like he, he stands up for everything we believe in. And Mike Pence started the entire witch hunt on Planned Parenthood. Yeah, no, I mean, he's like in a lot of ways, even worse than Trump because he actually knows what he's doing. He's evil. Yeah. There's so many different lenses through which to look at Trump and what he's done and what the you know what his actual beliefs are versus what he says to get support. I think that he's um a fascist and he just wants power. Yeah. And so he'll do whatever, he'll say whatever to get that power. Mike Pence like literally in his soul believes all the things that he preaches mm-hmm. and to me um both are evil in their own ways, but like the one that actually believes the bad thing, I'm probably going to hate more. Yeah. But I hate them both. I don't know why I'm saying Trump is be- like Trump isn't better than Mike Pence. No, but I mean, hating, I personally hate Pence way more. Pence scares me. Trump doesn't. Trump is like a crazy fucking person. But Pence scares me because Pence has the capacity to like get liberals to warm to him because he's like buttoned up and he can talk well. Speak yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because Trump is scary because of the cult of personality. Mike Pence isn't like, you know, charismatic or likable enough, which is why hitching his wagon to someone else who is, is almost in itself like a, a chess move for him. Yeah. 
But, you know, look how that worked out. Now those very same supporters want to literally kill him. But I could see, like, Pence is the kind of politician that I could see Nancy Pelosi, like, shaking hands. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he's a... No, Pence is going to be the George Bush. He's going to be president in four years. Yeah, but... but And then after that, what I mean is, like, he's going to be remembered fondly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's going to... We're going to buy his paintings, you know? absolutely. And Trump is going to... Like, I think there's going to be a consensus eventually about Trump, even if there's some people who privately disagree. Mm -hmm. But Trump is going to be looked back on as like a disgrace yeah and pence is going to be the one that we're all sympathetic to about like how he was like held hostage in this terrible situation anyway all that to say if somebody does a mike pence biopic it better not contribute to that sympathy it better be like look at this fucking idiot (laughs) no i know that's why i'm like i specifically want it to be the uncut gems of biopics otherwise i'm not interested I want us to be like cheering at the end when something bad happens to him. Same. Cause like that's, I mean, not to spoil uncut gems, but something bad happens to the main character and you're like, fucking finally (laughs) fuck this guy. (laughs) And that's, that's how I feel. I'm watching this unfold in real time and how I'll feel in the movies when I see, um, something bad happened to Mike Pence, uh, in retrospect. What's our fuck up of the week? It's interesting because this is still the same week Uh, as the last episode as far as what's happened. I'll say my my personal um, fuck up of the week that it was when Hillary Clinton quote retweeted herself. Mm -hmm. The original tweet being um, delete your account to Donald Trump and then her like new tweet being like a check mark. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Hillary Clinton. The last thing we needed was you to chime in making this week about you somehow she just won't go away it's like (laughs) why uh, why would you enable her making this fall of democracy about herself somehow i hate her so much (laughs) i like i don't i i despise her more than i despise trump to be honest oh my god I mean, I think probably i don't know if i despise her more than trump but i think what would make that true for me um, is the what basically what we just said is that she's already getting the fucking George Bush treatment where we like think that she's yeah. great just because she's like not the worst. She's fucking evil, but um, whatever. But she's just like, you know, she openly is. I don't know. I think of her as like a first wave feminist. She is. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, you would have been one of Hunting the suffra- humans in Chappaqua. Probably. <laughs> she would have been one of the suffragettes. It's like, yeah, but just white women, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, she is absolutely a truly heinous. <laughs> so. so for me, it was seeing that um, retweet of herself and then all the people that liked it and just being like, what the fuck, you guys? To me, it's like, even if I liked her, even if she were like a politician that I I liked, which to be clear, she's not, um, I would have been very annoyed at that tweet had anybody in if bernie tweeted that you know if anybody made it about their own personal loss against trump yeah it's like babe we're not talking about that right now also the audacity the implication is that if she had won everything would be like totally fine right now and i just don't think that would be the case no it won't be and we're gonna see that when biden yeah uh, gets sworn in in two weeks how much he's going to fuck up the country for the next few years. <laughs> Agree. But he's going to do it with a hot VP. Woo! For a second, I literally forgot who his VP was because that's how much I'm like not psyched about uh, this next administration. 
But Sam, hey, my um, the governor of my home state is his commerce secretary, which is just Gina Raimondo. Shout out. We both went to LaSalle Academy and we're both Italian American. <laughs> um, she's truly terrible. She's like, and I really, I tried to give her a chance. I liked her for a minute. I even worked on her re-election campaign because there was a Republican running um, who we thought was going to win. So, you know, it was the lesser of two evils. But she's horrible, and she has, like, truly been running the economy in Rhode Island into the ground and fucking over every small business owner. Yeah. So she's funny that now she's going to be, like, you know, running part of our economy. <laughs> if, anybody, if anyone listening is, like, somebody who maybe isn't in the exact circle that Nika and I are in, and you're like, whoa, you two are really talking a lot of shit about both Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> um, yeah, get used to that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I think that some people unfollow me on Twitter because they think that when I criticize a Democrat, it means I'm a Republican. You ever get that sense? Yeah, totally. And I'm just like, no, it's actually or just that that, we're like, being like edge lords. Right. And here's the thing. I like I do give credit where it is due. And I don't think that anybody we've mentioned deserves any. Yeah, no, I agree with you. None of them deserve any credit. Joe Biden deserves literally zero credit. Yeah. Kamala, none. Gina Raimondo, absolutely none. Hillary Clinton, eat a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hillary Clinton, but yeah, no. Yeah, I'm still figuring out my political beliefs, but I think I'm a communist. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know my political beliefs either. I know what my political beliefs aren't. Yeah. I'm also like... I'm not really interested in being a leftist. I think democratic socialism is not for me because it's still capitalism. I need yeah. to cancel my um, $5 a month I've been sending to the Queen's DSA. It's not about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Communist sounds about right. I do believe in the state having pretty much control of everything over private, like over things being privatized. To me, the, the it's for the reason I can't fully get behind communism is because I, I picture who our state is. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. The whole state, you know, the communism would be like the whole state would be re- taken down and reformed. And- totally. I agree. Yeah. But but I that's like the one thing that I just can't fully get behind, like communism is because the reason capitalism is so corruptible and the reason that it and it has, you know, the logical conclusion of capitalism is fascism. I think a lot of those things apply to communism on like the other side of that coin. Totally. I just, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this country is not to like, you know, be pod save America and talk about <laughs> the United States government for four hours. But I think this country is too large anyway yeah. for any form That's, of government to actually work. I agree with that. You know what? I think how I feel politically is uh, how I feel about relationships. I'm just not into labels. <laughs> I'll figure out how I feel. But um, I mean, I'm pretty much there. Anytime I've had like a diehard political belief, it's like, lasted for two years and then my brain has like slowly become corrupted and then I've just like lost my values I mean that's what (laughs) happened when I ran for when I was like working on campaigns like the two people I was working for one of them I still love dearly but they're both like very centrist Dems and I because I was a Democrat Uh was like well as long as you're a Democrat like all blue no matter who yeah blue no matter who and then I was like wait a Wait, I wait a damn minute. Wait a minute. I'm ra- I'm too <laughs> radical to be supporting these campaigns. What is going on right now? So, yeah, I think truly my like my fundamental belief more than how I identify politically is that we just need more than two parties if it's going to work. Totally. That's like ultimately 
Because I know that my opinions are going to keep changing and that's fine. Everyone's should be like we should all be constantly growing and learning and and changing our opinions on things as we grow and learn. Um, And the two party system does not really allow for that growth and that change of opinion because it's like people have to subscribe to this. Like it's like you're given these two menu options and there's no buffet to kind of choose your own adventure based on um what you personally believe rather than what you you have been like kind of categorized to believe because you happen to agree originally with a couple of things so now you have to agree with everything this party believes yeah. you know i'm just thinking like i'm realizing that i'm a libertarian because <laughs> it. it's just like you know that's how i <laughs> that's how i feel man no i don't know <laughs> I was raised by um We got a who, bunch of uh, listeners who just because of this who are like diehard libertarians. I well here's the thing. My dad was a libertarian for a while and or not even I don't think he self-identified as a libertarian, but he voted libertarian a couple of times. Um he ultimately he's a great example of somebody who doesn't subscribe to one political party. He just votes based on what he agrees with. And so there were just a few years in a row that he liked libertarians. And so I did grow a little bit sympathetic to the libertarian point of view on a couple of points, but I don't ultimately love the like age of consent isn't a real thing. I'm you joking. Know? I would never. Every libertarian I know has like either not made me come, scratched my <laughs> yeah, foot, exactly. or given me a yeast infection. So <laughs> yeah, not a huge fan. Anyway, scratched my clit. <laughs> that's that, that's you know, the libertarian agenda. Literally pierced it with their fingernail. They're pro-choice, so that's really the only thing that I, I couldn't walk. <laughs> for the day. I like that they like. I like that they like abortion. Yeah, because I fucking love abortion. I mean, I don't, but I love that you love it. <laughs> I'm like, per, like personally, in my life, I'm pro-life, but. No, you're not. Shut I the know. fuck up. No, but I was pro-life uh, for a year and my family was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, oh, it doesn't make sense. You sent me to Catholic school. Don't you mean anti-choice? I mean pro-family values, That's... actually. Wait, were you a family values person? I wasn't a family values person, but I was extremely pro-life or anti-choice. You know, yeah. like I just for a year and then someone in my family had an abortion and I was like, I'm my freshman year of high school. And I was like devastated and was like, I'm never speaking to them again. They're a horrible fucking person. Like they're going to hell. And my grandmother sat me down or I was sitting at my grandmother's table. She very calmly said, well, Nika, if you're not going to talk to them, you can't talk to me anymore either. And I said, why? And she said, because I had an abortion when it was illegal. (laughs) Fucking badass. Um, And then she told me about her abortion story. And I promptly was like, never mind. I'm pro-choice again. Yeah. See, that's it's that fucking simple. Yeah. Just fucking have compassion for other people's plights, y'all. I want to have an abortion. Um, I want a uterus. That's what you resent. That's so you're I like have an abortion. You want a uterus so that you can have an abortion. Yeah, and that's just, Nika's. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Nika's cross to bear is that she could never have an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> you're really missing out on one of life's greatest treasures, one of life's greatest um, medical procedures. You know, I just want like one of my friends to throw an abortion party for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is like you know one of the I've rides heard. that people like can't refuse you it's like oh, i really need a ride Ugh, for what you're like abortion they're like fine i mean sure i'll give yeah, you a ride I've god never damn it to take anyone to their abortion 
I'd like to do that. Yeah. Sometime. So I could really just yell at you the whole time after the fact. I mean, now that I have a car, hey, if anyone lives in NYC and you need a ride to an abortion, hit don't, me up. Don't have one. Just um, <laughs> carry the baby full term and then give it to me. We here at Best Mistakes do not condone that message. <laughs> we here at Best Mistakes believe um, in the philosophy behind the Handmaid's Tale universe, um, which is reprodu- uh, reproduction as a uh, national moral issue is how serena joy frames it in the Mm. before episodes sorry everyone i'm rewatching season one of the handmaid's tale for the fourth fucking time (laughs) well speaking of um dystopias we talk about the industrial revolution this episode we do and people um being forced to do things they don't want to (laughs) do so i'm excited to share that with you all um yeah and oh, and about women uh, doing the damn thing, which is how I would describe abortions. Women doing the damn thing. Yeah. Well, um, we get into it in the episode, but when they uh, cause like one oh, of the first you're right. socialist you're right, you're right. strikes. You're right. I'm right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline listener mistakes um so this week's listener mistake um this person did not clarify if they want to be um identified or not so i'm gonna leave (laughs) i'm going to give you their name phone number address um yeah so After being especially scrutinized by a supposedly progressive organization, I felt there was a certain racial bias in the way I was scrutinized. I lost my job as the only non-white person there. The replacement they found after four months of leaving the position empty was white, which made that department 100% white. It was traditionally good... It was traditionally good work experience for previous employees to leave that organization and leverage it to acquire more advanced roles in other companies. But for some reason, I wasn't getting any calls or interview interviews. So I got scared. And after a couple of months of unemployment, I decided to try for the first time in my life lying on my resume. I don't have a bachelor's degree, but I added two lines to my resume indicating I did have a bachelor's degree in liberal arts. As a non-white person, I felt like I had to do some extra qualifications to show I was worthy. I then worked a temp job for a well-known family-friendly company for two months, and my boss wanted to hire me permanently. Somehow the temp agency didn't catch it, but when I got the paperwork, I asked to talk to my boss privately and came clean and let them know I didn't have a bachelor's degree, but everything else on my resume was accurate. I had three more lengthy meetings with my boss's boss and the head of human resources. Afterwards, they collectively decided it wouldn't fit with their legacy <gasps> brand to accept someone into the company who lies about who they are by lying on their resume. Oh, but the way this was, uh, by the way, this was two weeks before Christmas. Anyway, I learned the hard way not to do that again. I don't typically seek out short-term work, and if I want something long-term, I'll have to keep my resume 100% accurate. But I also have more years of experience to leverage and wouldn't judge anyone else. 
Also, I saw a recent tweet go viral about encouraging people to lie on their resume, and maybe that's fine for some parts of the resume, such as length of time. But based on my experience, I'd advise against saying you went to a certain college or obtained a certain degree if you didn't earn that degree. Even in my research in in the day or two before confessing, I found that it was consistently the case with multiple employers on various forums. That's the mistake. Lying on his resume. I feel like the mistake is that he told the truth. <laughs> like, I'm not even, I really. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm, I've lied on every single resume I've ever, like, I've always lied and said that I have a bachelor's uh, degree from the new school, but I only went there for two years. Yeah. No one's, I know no one. Maybe if you like lie and say that you went to a well-known school, no one fucking knows what the new school is. And yeah. like I like managed to get like dumb jobs in like politics in Rhode Island. So it never bit me in the ass. I think it really depends on the field. Yeah. I think I that agree. like Wall Street checks yeah. sometimes. I don't know. But then you think like of all people to pull scams, it would be the people also, on Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, that's because... Um, Oh, no, wait, that actually they did. I was going to use, um, what's his name? The secret island rapist. Epstein? Epstein. Epstein lied. <laughs> I like how I said that as if there's like another <laughs> yeah. well-known one. Like be. which secret <laughs> island rapist? I was gonna, which one could you possibly be referring was, to which one? I was going to say Epstein worked on Wall Street and he lied about his resume and didn't get caught. But he actually did get caught. Which is why we know. But they still kept him on because he was so good at his job. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If you're going to lie, you need to then make yourself indisposable. Yeah. You need to be the best person there. Or you need to just be comfortable with the fact that you might get fired. But so that same tweet that this person is um, talking about, Mm -hmm. I also saw that tweet and I saw a bunch of replies about like, you know, people both saying yes, lie or no, don't lie. Mm -hmm. And I guess technically it is like you can be convicted of something for it. Oh, wow. Um, but I don't think that pretty much anyone is, well, I don't know. I don't want to put out into the world that nobody's going to do that. Cause I don't know. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I have li- I'm pretty honest on my resume. I think out of, um, just being a pure little bitch, like mm-hmm. I'm terrified of being, cause I'm very much an oversharer mm. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want, um, to be at work and like reference something and then they'll be like, but wait, your resume said this. You well, know what I mean? On, yeah. Well, I guess it depends on like the lie you're telling. Like my yeah. resume says that I, again, have a bachelor's from the new school, but I dropped out, um, which I've always managed to not talk about in a job. Um, and then I like the two campaigns I worked on. I like lied and said that I was the campaign manager, but I told the like candidates who I like lied about that I had done that. So like I covered all of my bases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tend to like, I, I love lying about jobs. <laughs> um, you just have to have your bases covered. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, we all, I say this, we all do this, but I think a lot, at least in New York, we do like, we all like lie to landlords and stuff, yeah. you know, it's kind of be- it's called, it's beefing something up. It's not lying. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe lying through omission sometimes. Like I don't mention that I dropped out of high school because technically I do have an associate's degree and that's all this person needs to know, you know, yeah. but, um, like there's nowhere on your resume to put that you dropped out of high school, but you know, like I don't bring that up at work usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I kind of agree with you that the mistake was coming clean, yeah, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. And I, I also understand the argument for relying on your resume because often it's not even really, I mean, it is a lie, 
But like so many fucking white dudes exaggerate. Yeah. Be, out of pure confidence in themselves that we, the rest of us should pull some exaggerations too. Yeah. That's, that's a part or of like, evening the playing field. Or even lying in the sense of like the good college they went to and they probably fucking got in because it was like a legacy school. Totally. Like, like they that's, were like drafted from like the high school football team. Right. Like that's why you're at Yale. Right. Brad. <laughs> so that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Your entire you're a degree is a lie. Because your fucking grandpa got that degree George for Bush. you. <laughs> that's the thing. Like there's so many like really huge um, public like uh, lies slash exaggerations that like the people in power, like fucking Trump has yeah. lied about everything. Oh, and now it's like proven and he still was never impeached. Yeah. Like what the fuck? I know. Um, so I don't know, like especially in this situation where this person is a person of color, um, like, I'm like, you should, you should. I, I understand the anxiety, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. being like a marginalized person in the workplace of wanting to come clean. But it's just like, don't. But just like part of evening the playing field is playing their dirty, dirty games. I and I, I hate it too. Yeah. I like, I often resent, and I'm sure there's plenty of white bullshit that I do that like, I'm not even fully aware of, but I really resent all the male bullshit that we're all supposed to do. You know, like, yeah. like, don't be emotional. And it's like, first of all, plenty of men are emotional. But, you know, that is a like masculine, quote unquote, trait that we're all yeah. supposed to embody. Like shit like that, where like it's professional to be more like a white dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. So but it is kind of the tr- is we got to We got to play their game. So I do think that it's not necessarily a mistake to embellish to get a job. I agree. Great. But I'm so sorry that happened to you. I am too. That's awful. And I'm glad it sounds like things are okay now. I think this person actually DM'd me about this originally, like when I first put out feelers for people's mistakes Mm -hmm, and they gave mm -hmm. me like an abbreviated version. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like either that or another person is going through this exact same thing. So I don't even know when DMs me (laughs) the podcast about their fuck ups. You guys don't trust me. I'm the I'm the more trustworthy one. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I I hope that everything's fine now. Yeah, I do too, but I wouldn't know because you don't DM me. So maybe, yeah, if you have any updates, DM them to Nika. Let me know. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Maybe it was when I deactivated for four days. Who knows? Definitely was way before that. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) All right. What's your deep dive? Lay it on us. Deep dive. Deep dive. Uh, all right. Um, I didn't think about my deep dive ahead of time, I'll be honest. But the one that I like I'm constantly thinking about is the time that I ran for city council in the eighth grade, the eighth grade city council. Sorry, uh, <laughs> school council. Okay. City council. <laughs> I was like, OK, prodigy, bury the lead <laughs> school. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. Um, uh, school like the middle school council. I ran for, I wanted to be class president and there were like a bunch of, there was like treasurer, uh, et cetera, et cetera, up to class president. This was like a highly, highly coveted. These were all highly coveted positions in my middle school. I'm sure it's like that at all middle schools. Um, and they were coveted because you had to have a certain like GPA average to be able to run. 
Um, cause you were supposed to be like, in, you know, inspiring the rest of the class, mm-hmm. but my grades were shit. Um, but somehow like the teachers were supposed to cross, cross reference, right? They didn't. So like no one, when I like threw my hat in the ring, none of the teachers were like, Nika, you can't run because your grades are like, your average is not the right average. Mm-hmm. You have to sit this out. But I knew it was. So I was like, sick, like, fuck yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm scamming the system. So I run and I... We I, love a grift. I forget who was like running for the position as well. It might have been Ali Krikorian. It also might have been Shanique King. I don't remember. But they, it would have been one of those two. Um, I love your full name drops that you constantly <laughs> do on this. <laughs> um and you don't need to bleep them out. I don't think it I was allegedly them. those two. Yeah, it was allegedly those two. They both still follow me on social media. I follow them. Um, yeah, they'll appreciate the shout. Yeah. Um, so I decide to run and I. <laughs> you really keep just running for public I office. I know, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the first time I did it. So the beginning uh, of a bad the habit. The beginning of a bad habit. <laughs> I run and I was like, hmm. How am like, what's my campaign? How am I going to win? I know I'm going to buy votes. So there were 42 kids in my fully a crime. There were 42 kids in my class. Ice cream at lunch was a dollar, one dollar. So I bought, I think, like 38 of the 42 kids in my class um, ice cream in the weeks leading up to the election and like told all of them, I was like, you can't tell anyone, you know, like you just like you get the ice cream and you shut up and you vote for me. And no one can know. So they're all like, all right, we got you. So I got all I don't know where I got thirty eight dollars from. Like, I, I really think, like that your Italian American accent came out when you're like, and you shut up and you vote for me. Listen, <laughs> Kale, fucking break your knees. Um, <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Hey, skippity but my aunt's behind me. She like, has a crowbar. <laughs> My mom is cracking her knuckles. <laughs> My mom is the lunch lady in the cafeteria. Um, so I I buy all of them ice cream and I win in like a historic landslide <laughs> election. I clinch the election. You guys are like you you were like you guys don't know this yet, but I am the first trans woman. <laughs> To sweep this election. <laughs> sweep this election in this Catholic middle school. <laughs> I win. Um, I get inaugurated. I get sworn in. I'm inaugurated. I wear like a vintage Jackie O two-piece suit. Uh, <laughs> and I serve for two days. And then Mrs. DiBiazio and Mrs. Tamke walk into the classroom. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, they walked into the classroom. Um, Janice Tamke and what's her name? Something DiBiazio. God, Jan- you're, you're Janice. Janice. Okay. Oh, they're both Janice. Janice and Janice. So, <laughs> Wait, so Janice, this is the most Rhode Island shit I've ever so heard. So Janice and Janice walk into the classroom and they're like, oh, Nika, can we have a word? <laughs> Once again, the accent. I know. It was the a, accent work. No, it was a joke. Um, no, they yeah, don't. We have, we have a fact checker in real they time. They don't pull me aside. They tell the entire class that I have to step down because I don't have the right GPA. And I am embarrassed in front of my whole class. Wait, they say this in front of everyone? In front of everyone. Wait, that's like fucked up. It was a Catholic school. Like, have you seen doubt? <laughs> Public shame is their whole thing. Yes. It's like truly the aunts from The Handmaid's Tale. Um, so 
I get, you know, I get um, demoted, um, which is fine, you know, whatever. Maybe it's like what I deserved in the end for stealing the election. I was personally really inspired by our mayor who had just been sent to prison two years prior to that, Buddy Cianci, who also did things like steal votes. Mm. Um, I just like thought he was really cool. Good I wanted role to model. be like him. Love you, buddy. R.I.P. Um, I'm kidding. He was a terrible Wait, so man. were you ever caught for t- no. buying votes? No, no, no. I was never caught for buying votes. But just the GPA. Just the GPA. Which is, to be clear, ableist. Able- absolutely ableist. <laughs> so embarrassing. Because you're dumb as shit. No I'm kidding. I would have rather <laughs> have been caught Because you can't um, measure the intelligence of a fish by asking it to <laughs> climb a tree. <laughs> That's the ADHD mantra. Um, and then I went on to run for uh, office two more times in my life. Uh, yeah. Student senator at the new school, which I did not campaign because I was studying abroad and forgot that I had decided to run. And I still won <laughs> against a girl who actually campaigned all semester. Absolutely. And then, as you all know, I ran for state rep. So I just I. Yeah. Keep, listen to Ep one if you haven't for listen that Ep one. I keep doing it. I keep uh, I keep running for things. Yeah. What are you running from <laughs> is the question. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So this really relates to the historic mistake this week, because for those of you who haven't caught on, this is our fun bit where we force each other to just uh, – casually and arbitrarily come up with a with a relation between our our deep dive and the the mistake of the week and we are pretty bad at it um this this mistake i think we can all agree is so much like the invention of the friction match (laughs) yeah (laughs) because um you know uh Somebody set out to do, well, okay. I mean, how do I word this? Basically, you know, your real crime was buying votes and you were only caught for um, the GPA GPA thing. And kind of like on the flip side with the invention of matches, which we're about to learn, um, he set out to do one thing, completely failed at that and instead accidentally invented the match, which I feel like in that case, like, you know, the, um, the, the other thing is the GPA, mm-hmm. um, was, you know, the downfall, mm-hmm. but the, the match was, you know, what he got away with. Mm. It's like, you know, how to get away with murder, <laughs> how to get away with buying boats, how <laughs> to get away with inventing, um, a much easier way to light flames. <laughs> um, so let's get into it mistake this is actually a tale of many mistakes that surround what would you'd think would be a boring story which is the invention of the fucking match like what am i Smokey the bear (laughs) (laughs) teaching you guys about matches set a forest on fire when we're done with this story yeah brb i have a gender reveal to attend (laughs) Um, ridgewood reserve on fire (laughs) um okay so let me let me ask you something. When you think of the match versus the lighter, you would assume that the match was invented first, first right? Yeah. Okay, this is something that really blows my no my way. slutty little mind. <laughs> <laughs> my supple, sweet little brain is blown away by this. Um, the lighter was actually invented, um, oh, I think, no. four years before. Hold on, let me double check that. It was invented... Um, yeah, four years before the match. What year? 
uh, 18. Well, the match was in, invented in 1827 and the lighter was invented in 1823. How the fuck were people lighting their I tobacco okay. pipes in like 1620? So, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Thank you for that perfect segue into this little um, history lesson. Oh, you're welcome. So there are a bunch of different ways that people were out here lighting fires. <laughs> um primarily with, oh God, I wish I had my notes with me. I literally wrote all these down and um, I literally, I forgot my notebook, but I am going to stumble my way through this. So there were a bunch of different ways that people lit things. Um, the main way is that like the fire, like the hearth would pretty much be constantly going because it was such a pain to light fires that they would like light that with however they did it. It was some friction related thing, you know, banging rocks and sticks together, mm-hmm. but something slightly more convenient than that. Um, and then they just would have things by the fire that they that could temporarily light on fire to then carry that flame to the pipe huh. or like to the candle, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why usually when you picture a person, an old timey person, like smoking a pipe, they're like next to a, a, mm. a hearth, right? Like they're like in their chair. Yeah. Um, so um, there were a bunch of, and the, by the way, I'm speaking about the friction match. So technically the idea of a match, something that a little stick that lights on fire did exist before the lighter did. Mm-hmm. And so there, um, the way that that was discovered, um, there was a bunch of different people that like, Basically, this this one guy was like figured out uh, on on his pursuit to figure out a way to like make gold. He figured out that phosphorus um, when it meets oxygen, I think. I don't know. Some type of phosphorus. um, One of its reactions to another chemical is just spontaneous combustion. Yeah. So. He kept that discovery to himself for like for years because he thought that this would lead him to figuring out how to make gold and he wanted to get rich. So he kept that to himself. But so there's but then meanwhile, in like ancient China, they also discovered that like there's all these different places where everyone kind of discovered phosphorus lights fire. And so there were matches that were like in little glass bottles that you would like open it and it would like catch fire by you like opening it or and like crushing the little thing at the end. And that would like make it meet oxygen and it would light on fire. These were very dangerous and very inconvenient and very expensive. Um, So lots of random fires happened with these versions of like matches. A lot of them were made of glass because you had to break them to get it to light. Okay. So it's like not what you think currently of a match, but there were these ways that people could light, um, you know, like lanterns outside with these like matches, quote unquote, that they had, but they're not what we think of when we talk about matches. I just have to say really quick that um, you choosing to tell this story during the same week that I have quit smoking cigarettes. <laughs> my, I'm like, my mouth is watering right now. I'm testing you. And I'm like you. chewing the inside of my cheeks. I'm, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> so um, in 1827, John Walker is a chemist. Um, I think even maybe, dare I say, a pharmacist. Allegedly. Allegedly. A pharmacist. Um, and he is out here just mixing chemicals left and right to figure out like something else that he's working on, like a fully separate project. He is not in the pursuit of figuring out like a safer, more effective match, although the world was desperately looking for one because the lighter that had been invented four years earlier was like not 
a good lighter. It's like like it's, setting people on fire. Like I think it was like it started the Triangle Factory fire. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like early, early. It was the beta lighter. You know, like it, there was glitches, there were bugs. It was like literally the <laughs> length of my arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were not like it wasn't um, widely accessible. Like the reason we think the lighter was invented later is because actual lighters just like in like uh, our like consumer world did come much later. But the like first lighter technically was invented before the friction match. So John Walker is out here stirring his little chemicals and his little beakers and his uh, stirring tool of choice is a like cardboard like stirrer. Mm-hmm. Um, not like, you know, Amazon package cardboard, but like a thin wood. Yeah. And um, at one point he's, he pulls the thing out and he realizes that there's like a little clump of chemicals stuck to the bottom of it, um, which is like phosphorus and something. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. I'm like, all the scientists are like ripping <laughs> their hair out, but I'm like, babe, I cannot be, you cannot expect me to memorize more than one chemical per story. And this time it's phosphorus. Sorry. Um, because it plays a huge role in, um, the rest of the story. So anyway, he notices there's this like little clump of chemical and he, um, allegedly <laughs> drags it across his hearth to like break it off and it lights a fire. And he's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he's like, wait, 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 this fucking rules. So, um, he, I think he like ends up not, um, he starts selling it in these little packages and like, um, at this iteration of the match, the phosphorus is on the lighter itself or on the match itself. And it can be dragged across like pretty much any surface to light. Okay. Um, our matches today, most matchboxes, the phosphorus is the, the lighting strip. So the match itself is not dangerous on its own. Um, and the reason for that is that there were many mistakes <laughs> in our in our uh, history of when matches had the phosphorus on the match itself, they would just constantly be accidentally lit, especially by children, um, which is why Smokey the Bear exists or doesn't exist. Um, sorry, kids. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to any children listening, she was but also, joking. yeah, sorry, Smokey exists and he sees you when you're sleeping. That's why Smokey um, the Bear. I thought Smokey the Bear was supposed to be like a park ranger. He, it's about forest fires, though. Oh, well, that's a forest. That's why it's Smokey. All it's right. all about like fire safety. I it was like the Smoky Mountains or something. That's a thing, right? The Smoky Mountains. Maybe I don't know. The Stony Mountain. This I don't know. There's, there's like so- every kind of. There's- uh, sorry to jump, but every time you move your foot on his mic, picks it up. Can you cut that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nika, stop moving your fucking foot. No. The mic is picking it up. The fuck up. So anyway, he decides to not patent it because he's like. Yo, this is for the greater good of humanity that we have this easier way of lighting fires. It's going to be better for everybody if I don't patent this and more scientists figure out how to make this even more convenient. He's like, I don't want my my brain to be the only brain on this case. He's like, this is a good invention, but it could be better. And I want everyone to kind of like rally. The best moments on this yeah, now. And, and he just like truly was like, I know I'd make so much money if I patented it, but I'm not going to, which... Could be considered a mistake no, financially, but you know, it's, um, it's good. Moron. It's good that he did that because it led to, um, all the, like <laughs> the, um, ways that the match has gotten better. But so at this point, the match is on the market. Um, 
And they're keep because he didn't patent it. They're keeping these different versions of it. People are coming up with different ways that the match could be better, safer, um, strike more easily. There's all these problems because it's real early match lighting. So like, yeah, it's lighting on accident all the time. And it's uh, hard to light like it doesn't light every single time. Like not every match works, which is still kind of true. But anyway, um, like, you know, to a more severe degree, that was the case. For a little while, they were coating matches in sugar, which caused babies to eat them by accident a lot, which meant babies were eating phosphorus and phosphorus is extremely poisonous. It would have been really funny if like the matches were just lighting inside of them and then babies were blowing up all (laughs) the time. Yeah, that would be funny, Nika. (laughs) That'd be real funny. (laughs) It's a baby on just just, on fire. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Remind me to call uh, child services when you have your little herd of sons one day. I'm like, check those babies' stomachs for matches. Um, so yeah, there was like there was different iterations of matches that were really fucking shit up, and like houses were lighting on fire, babies were dying of phosphorus poisoning. Babies were lighting on fire from the inside. No, they weren't, Nika. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, sure, sure. I'll let it slide. Um, and. Um, Eventually, there there were these like big match um, factories that were dealing with white phosphorus. And if you think of the color of a matchbox, you'll notice we use red phosphorus now. And the reason for that is that in these match uh, factories, which were hundred percent the the um, employees of which were women, which mm-hmm. is I think. Um, an interesting little caveat that this ends up being kind of like a feminist socialist story, but these women in the like industrial revolution, essentially, um, or I guess a little bit later. No, that's around the industrial revolution. What year are we talking? Like eighteen late mid to late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that's the industrial revolution. Okay, great, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, sick. So they're in these factories working with white phosphorus, and they. I think it's a one out of 10, if not more than that, but at least 10% of these workers start coming down with this illness that they call fossy jaw. And fossy jaw is when white phosphorus enters your system and your bones start rotting, starting with your jaw bone. And the only way that they knew oh. how to treat this at the time was just removing your no. fucking jaw. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ew, a trigger warning. <laughs> okay, Mika. Pick a lame Gross. content warning fossy jaw. Um Ew, and so fuck. um they kept being like these factory workers kept being like, um, hey, <laughs> oh fuck, what's his name in um a Christmas Carol? What is his name? Time Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. They're like, hey, Scrooge, yeah. our fucking factory owner boss. Um, this is such I a, Scro- a jaw. This is such a Scrooge thing to do, too. They're like, hey, we're like dying and our jaws are falling off. Could you like figure out how to make this safer? And they, all the factory owners were like, no, because this is before like unions were really a thing. Yeah. This is before um, people thought women were people. <laughs> <laughs> this is before a time to um, be alive. any kind of uh, medical, you know, universal health care. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. This is still before that. So <laughs> and that's how you integrate your socialist agenda. Um, so there uh, became this huge match workers strike that was um held by uh a, like essentially what we would now call like socialist activists mm-hmm. that were like fuck this 
Um, I think it started like there was like an instance of someone like going to their employer and being like, yo, I have Fosse jaw. What are you going to do about it? And they're like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to quit? Or is that what you're going to do? You little baby. And she was like, yeah, actually. And then they were like, what is everyone else here going to quit? Are you all little babies? And then the whole factory was like, yeah, bitch, we're baby. (laughs) Norma Ray. Yeah. Um, so that was the catalyst of them figuring out a safer version of the phosphorus to use for the match. And that's why to this day we use red phosphorus because it has already like, there's some kind of chemical reason that red phosphorus is not poisonous. Um, I think it is still poisonous to eat, but it's not like poisonous Mm -hmm. to be around. Um, and that's all thanks to this like socialist feminist revolution towards the end of the, um, uh, 1800s and, um, pretty much, you know, like 20, 30 years before suffrage, which, you know, plenty of issues with suffrage and white women being shitty, but an in- like an interesting moment of like women being like, yo, fuck yeah, this. It was the beginning of the, you know, the early modern labor. Yes. Movement. Yes. And it, it truly was. And that's like, um, I think, I think I wish I fucking had my notes. I'm sorry, but it's, if not the first, it was one of the first major strikes. Which is sense. funny because striking a match. Yeah. Hello. That, no, that, that would make Can sense. Can we laugh cause... at that? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I rolled my eyes. I know uh, you did, but you didn't need to tell them that. Well, Hurtful. Well, we're like all, it's like an open dialogue. So <laughs> I just like want our This listeners. is a forum. It's a forum. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. That it was one of like the earlier or earliest uh, stri- like female-led strikes. Yeah. And um so finally, uh, oh, there's more. Yeah. Well, there's just one last detail that I find very interesting. The most printed sentence in the English language as a direct result of many mistakes. I think this is so fucking funny. The most printed phrase in the entire English language, more than in God we trust or uh, sanitize for your protection is what this article uses as an example of a common phrase. The most printed phrase is close cover before striking. Oh. And I assume because of all the fires. Well, not because of what I just talked about, but because because of like fire. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I find it interesting how many mistakes and triumphs have come out of one tiny invention. Like the invention itself was a mistake an accident you know not a mistake but yeah. it was it was not on purpose and then there was like all these like constant like like uh like little fires everywhere little fires <laughs> everywhere i was trying to think of a like kind of punny way of putting it so thank you for that um yeah and and it like in many ways was a huge catalyst for the workers movement for the women's movement i want to see these fossey job i want to movie about these fossey job and I, I want sears uh sears ronan yeah, play the one that starts the strike oh my god me too yeah and like laura dern I, oh my god laura, they could like be like uh you know co-workers together in the factory yeah with like you know smudged greasy faces in it. i don't even need to talk i want to have fossey jaw already <laughs> so that i can't speak in the movie can we name um, this episode Fossey Jaw? Yeah, Fossey Jaw, Great. for sure. Um, so yeah, that is the story of the match um, wow. and the many mistakes. Now I'm curious about when the little match girl was written. Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Oh, please do, because it's all about her striking her matches to keep herself warm. Yeah. You're, I mean, I know. It's a fucked up story. It's really fucked up. It's, and then she just dies. And then she just dies. The Russians really know how to get into your... Um, 
like they know how to make children yeah, depressed. Like here's a glass of milk and vodka. We're gonna tell you the most <laughs> depressing children's story ever. Um, hold on. Milk mixed. Can you I mean, what Russians. Mi- if you think the, about the milk mixed with vodka, on ugh, ugh, ugh. Let's the, try the it. The imagery we're of the little match girl is very 1800s. Originally published 1845. Oh, okay. So like 20 years after the match was invented. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. But still, I think back when it was um, the match itself did the striking, yeah. which is part of the story, right? She doesn't yeah. have like a matchbook. She's yeah, just no. striking matches. Striking matches just, like, on, like, a wall. Yeah. And then she fucking dies. Spoiler like, alert. <laughs> <laughs> Skip ahead if you don't want the little match girl to be spoiled for you. Um, trigger warning. Trigger uh-huh. warning. Little match girl fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking freezes to death. Moral of the story. So yeah, my takeaway, if I had to have a takeaway from the kind of little uh, roller coaster of a story I I just took us on, um, is sometimes the most, um, like, sometimes your life's purpose, like, like, this guy is, like, primarily known for inventing fucking matches, and it was, like, something that just happened one day because of something else he was doing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, sometimes God has a different plan. Sometimes you make plans and life laughs in your face. Um, so, yeah, I found that both inspiring and disheartening in different ways. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was like an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Like ups and downs, plateaus. Yeah. I think my takeaway is just thank God that I wasn't born um, in the 1800s. Truly, I for so many reasons. been working in a factory and would definitely have died of fossil uh, yeah, jaw. Yeah, I would have been the 10%. No, I would have been crushed under a machine. That's what they told me when I went to Slater Mill on a field trip is that because I'm so tiny, I would have worked as someone uh, going underneath uh, the machines to like unjam them. God. And then I probably would have been crushed and died. Industrial revolution factories are like truly one of the most like dark and twisted I stay in one for one night. I wish you could do like a, like just you know, like an overnight an, trip. An overnight trip. I and bet I, you they're, could. They're so haunted. I bet you could I do that. I want to get fucked up by I want a ghost to drag me by my hair. <laughs> I want a fossy jaw ass ghost. Fossy jaw ass ghost drag me across the floor, like throw me into a machine, and I want my friends to like see it happening. Yeah. And then we have to like release. I have to like act as the conduit. For I like how you just wished release. trauma upon your friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want my friends to be fucked up yeah, from my. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it is nice to be seen and witnessed in yeah. your in your more, <laughs> in your more difficult moments in life. Like you guys saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, oh no, we were looking at our phones. What's up? <laughs> um, so real quick, my. Um, uh, Sources. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really blanked on that word for a second. Um, there is a video by Hank Green that is about the dark history of matches. It's not on his official Hank Green channel. I forget what channel it's on. But hey, I feel like crediting Hank Green is enough. Yeah. Um, and then Wikipedia... And oh, and I do want to say it is disputed that John Walker was not trying to invent the match. A lot of people believe that he was. And the reason that he claimed that he was like, oh, it's just doing something else. And then this happened is because it wasn't like perfect yet. Okay, but I think that it was I believe that it was an accident because he was literally like a chemist and he was doing other shit. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was mostly Wikipedia. And then there was one other YouTube video that I watched. Um, but I don't think I got any new information out of it because I think everything I got was, um, Wikipedia. 
If I, f- if I find out that that was not the case, I will put it in the intro of this episode. Yeah. Great. So that's it. Um, please email us your uh, mistakes for us to read on the pod. Please clarify if you want us to say your name or not, because otherwise we're just gonna, not going to really say it. We really need you to be clear. It's Could you fucking just be like clear? Just like with the program. <laughs> um, so email us at bestmistakespod at gmail.com and follow us at bestmistakespod on everything. And follow our us. our social medias if you so choose. If you so please. And, um, you know, stay strong out there. And I love you. Go fuck so yourself, much. San Diego. We do need a sign off at some point. We need to figure out what our stay sexy, don't get murdered is. Okay. But it's not. Oh, God. We need it to stop referencing. That. <laughs> We're like, wait, I just thought of the best stay sign murdered, off. Stay murdered, don't get sexy. <laughs> And scene. <laughs>